0: Snack production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. Every week we do a podcast about something that is happening in the world and this man in front of me, Dr. Keith Souter, breaks it down. He makes it very easy to understand and a lot of these international conflicts are really um, complex by nature and this this is your job, Keith. You've been doing this for many, many years and that is explaining international relations into layman's terms. So you've got three PhDs on the subject matter if you don't mind. So you're, <laughs> you're pretty well educated on these sorts of issues and you keep yourself very well informed on a personal level as well. So it's not just for work but essentially you're just across anything that's going on in the world. My name's Kate Mack. I've worked in radio and TV for years as well. And we also know each other very well over the years. So it is a pleasure to be able to work with you, Keith.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, this week, very interesting topic. It is a war that has gone on for, God, how long has it been the Afghanistan war for it's now? It's now
1: 18, almost 19 years.
0: And the question that still hangs around is is peace achievable in Afghanistan? And Keith?
1: <laughs> well, what's triggered all of this has been the agreement signed between the United States and the Taliban, who are the ethnic Pashtun or Pathan movement that for a while controlled Afghanistan. So they've President Trump is talking about this as a peace deal. I'm a bit of a skeptic. I think it'll be the exit route for the United States to get out of Afghanistan, but it won't bring peace to Afghanistan itself. But remember, President Trump is up for re-election in November. He's not had too many foreign policy successes. North Korea has gone badly for him. So he really does need to honour the commitment to pull out of all of these overseas operations that his predecessors like George Bush and Barack Obama got into.
0: And I think also what's not lost on people is the, the lack of understanding from the American audience. So when you're playing to an American audience, they're not looking at the subtext here and looking at all the different tribal wars and conflicts in Afghanistan. They're just looking at you getting out of Afghanistan and that in itself.
1: That's right, because um, there are a lot of people in America now, and actually, I'm not American, but I'm one of them, wondering what on earth the Americans are doing now in Afghanistan. So they moved into Afghanistan officially after the 9-11, September attacks, 2001. They wanted to get Osama bin Laden, whom they believed to have been the mastermind behind the terrorist attacks in New York and Washington and Pennsylvania. And so... The Taliban government, which was then running the country, refused to hand him over, and so the Americans decided to go in to get him. Um, He actually fled the country, but they stayed and they got bogged down. And a a few months ago, we did look at this top-secret collection of documents which shows that American officials, being interviewed by government people, on the assumption that the documents would never be made public, these documents show that America was confused right from the outset as to what it was trying to do in Afghanistan. Was it there to get bin Laden? Was it there to beat the Taliban? Was it there to end the growing of poppy? Uh, was it there to educate women? Was it there to ed- introduce democracy? All these issues were running around and been there now. We're coming up to the 19th anniversary of the American-led invasion and this is high degree of chaos and these official documents which have now been published by the Washington Post, what's called the Afghanistan Papers, they show the confusion in the minds of senior Americans who were interviewed for this uh, project. So just to back up on, on, on Afghanistan, so Afghanistan is a strange country because it's on the border between the old Russian Empire and British India. So it was a buffer zone, really, and it's a collection of, of different tribal groups a very important tribal group are the Pathans, Pashtuns, who straddled the border of Afghanistan and Pakistan. Remember, the borders in this area were not drawn up by the locals. They were drawn up by the European colonialists. In this case, this particular line was drawn up by the British, and they just ran it through a tribal area. <laughs> so suddenly they woke up, you know, one lot living in Afghanistan, another lot living in Pakistan. British India, now Pakistan.
0: And haven't uh, white people got a lot to answer for in writing <laughs> up the bloody maps of the world? And
1: they, They've had a very eventful <laughs> 500 years. So so um, we have really transformed the world, for good or ill, in the last 500 years. So this area was um, governed as a, as a monarchy. It was fairly stable in the 60s and, and 70s. And then the Americans decided they would try to destabilise that region by uh, arming guerrilla groups to fight against, uh, in effect, this uh, Soviet, pro-Soviet country. And so in 1979, with the war getting underway, armed by CIA, uh, the Russians invaded Afghanistan in 1979, thinking that they could win because they've got superior technology and they're up against people who are carrying old-style muskets and a bit of equipment from CIA. The war dragged on for the best part of a decade. The country fell into chaos. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, when he became Soviet leader, said, this is crazy, we've got to get out of here. The British, by the way, had tried on three occasions the previous century to take control of Afghanistan. Afghani people are very welcoming, but they don't like invaders. And you've mentioned before that your mother had worked her way across Afghanistan as a young woman. Mm, the 70s. And in those, days, and no doubt, it's sampling some of the local product. <laughs> so, in in those days, it was on the hippie trail, and was a reasonable country to visit, provided you didn't try to occupy it. Mm. Right? Hippies were not into occupying; they were just there for the lifestyle. Whereas the the Russians thought that they could occupy Afghanistan and maintain order and keep their their ally in power in Kabul. After 10 years, Mikhail Gorbachev said, we're going to get out of here. It was a mistake, in effect, to have gone in. We've got to get out. So they then fled. Now, what was interesting is that CIA then had to go back into Afghanistan and start buying the um, Stinger missiles. They had armed the guerrilla groups, There's these fundamentalist groups, with missile systems that you carry around on your shoulder And so um, you can then shoot down aircraft, which really transformed the war because the Soviets, uh, using helicopters, found their helicopters getting blown up in the sky. So the war ended, the Soviets got out, and CIA realised, oh, we've got all these missiles still floating around in Afghanistan. Are they going to start shooting down airliners? So CIA had to go back into Afghanistan to buy up this uh, surplus equipment which they had supplied the groups to. So the Soviets have pulled out, left a a vacuum, which is what we're going to see, I think, eventually when the Americans pull out. Soviets pull out chaos in the country. Um, And after many years of fighting, a group called the Taliban, meaning scholars, came to power in Afghanistan. So this was an ethnic group based uh, at the southern part of the country on the border with Pakistan. These are... Pashtuns or pathans, very conservative, but also very honest. So, when the Taliban took over in Afghanistan, they um, introduced a very strict Sharia law. Television sets used to be smashed and hung up on trees. There was no pop music. Men had to grow their beards. Anybody caught stealing would lose their hands. Really brutal treatment. So, they kept control of the country. They also um, had become aligned with al-Qaeda. So this is a completely different group. This is bin Laden's outfit. So bin Laden was not linked to Afghanistan. He was Saudi Arabian. Hmm. And the family comes from Saudi Arabia, very wealthy family. And so bin Laden had been at war with the United States since the late 1980s. And the Americans under President Clinton had been fighting him in East Africa. Eventually it became too hot for him to stay in East Africa. And so he then went to Afghanistan.
0: That's such an odd reason to leave.
1: Well, the the Americans were trying to kill you. I think it's a reasonable...
0: Oh, I thought you literally meant it was hot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. No, 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 no. The the Americans were trying to kill him. (laughs) So he then fled to Afghanistan with what are called the Afghan Arabs. These are his Al-Qaeda group. So the Taliban, as a fellow Islamic group, gave them sanctuary, and it was from that sanctuary, we assume that bin Laden planned the attacks on 9-11 in 2001. And so President Bush knew who had carried out the attacks. They did that very quickly because they'd been at war, beginning with his predecessor Clinton, with al-Qaeda for ages. They were not at war with the Taliban. They were financing the Taliban because, remember, the Taliban were very strict, including on the growing of poppy. And so the US Drug Enforcement Agency used to pay money to the Taliban government because it was going around stopping the growing of poppy. 9-11 comes along, the United States is in a bind, the person they want to get is uh, being looked after by the Taliban. So suddenly the Americans stopped funding the Taliban government for its work on drug enforcement and they said to the Taliban government, hand over bin Laden. They refused to do so. So the Americans then sent the troops in. So this was done in 2001. This is why this is America's longest war, because it has just dragged out for almost two decades. And as we now know, the Americans are not quite sure what they were doing there. Originally, they went in to get bin Laden. But bin Laden fled into Pakistan and spent his final years living in retirement in Pakistan. So what were the Americans doing there for 19 years? There is this element of confusion.
0: This is Global Truths with Dr Keith Suda. We are um, talking today about whether Afghanistan, there will ever be peace in Afghanistan. There's a new plan by President Trump to get out of Afghanistan, but we know that's it's a ploy because he's going to be hopefully re-elected you know, at the end of the year, and this is a good and easy win for his constituents to look like he's gotten out of Afghanistan. But as we're talking about, we're just going over the brief history of it, and this war is just, it's very hard to justify 18 years of it because bin Laden left, Pakistan, left Afghanistan after probably, what, a decade?
1: Yeah, less than that. Less yeah. than a decade. Yeah. And so
0: America's just remained there for what reason, we're not quite sure. Do we do we have any philosophies behind that?
1: Keith? No, I think that of course there are a lot of people in the United States who would say, first of all, America doesn't lose wars, mm. so you've got to stay there because we can't afford to be seen to be losing. Remember, President Bush also went into Iraq, which was another disaster, that was in two thousand and three, and America then was seen to be on the run from the Islamic world, not winning in Afghanistan, not winning in Iraq either. What is interesting is that when the 9/11 attack occurred, the first foreign leader to contact President Bush to offer support was Putin, the Russian leader. Because Putin said to Bush, "Now you know what we've had to put up with with the Muslims." Remember this is why CIA got involved in the in the 1970s in encouraging the fundamentalist Muslims to rebel against this communist regime in Afghanistan. So what we now see is President Putin saying to the new American President, George Bush, now you know what we've had to put up with not only in Afghanistan but closer to home in the former Soviet republics, which are in the southern part of the old Soviet Union. All that area is is Islamic and they cause all sorts of problems, including terrorist attacks in Moscow, a very famous one in a Moscow theatre. So... What we're seeing then as one dimension to this is that America is at war with Islam or fundamentalist Islam and so simply could not afford to pull out of Afghanistan without a clear victory because otherwise the word goes through the Islamic world, the Americans are on the run. Remember, this is the problem for Russia as well. The Russians were driven out of Afghanistan and so the Islamic world in 1979 in fact scored two major victories – in Afghanistan, in 1979, they, drew, they pushed the Soviet Union out of Afghanistan, and then a few months earlier, the new Iranian regime had come to power in Iran and overthrew America's major ally in the Middle East, the Shah of Iran. And, of course, America has been in a very difficult relationship, to say the least, with Iran for the last 40 years. So if you're looking at the world from an Islamic point of view and you believe that your future is Islamic, you look at the west, it's full of decadence, economic chaos, it's falling apart, it's got a very loose morality, you've got all sorts of things which are not tolerated in a strict Islamic society. So if you're a fundamentalist Muslim and you're in the Middle East or some of the or North Africa or even Indonesia, you look at the Western world and say the Western world is in decline. The future is with us. We are the ones, for example, even having the children. You know, the Western world it is in a population decline. If it weren't taking in migrants, the population figures in all the Western countries would be going down. Japan, which does not take in migrants, a very racist country, <laughs> that has a declining population. Mm. It's going to be empty. And a lot and a of couple old hundred people. Years are full of old at the moment they're old people and eventually they're going to be dead. Because younger Japanese are not having children and Japan will not allow in migrant workers. Now in Australia, we we play a pee and thimble trick by bringing in lots of migrants who then drive up the economic growth in this country. But a lot of ordinary Australians are not having children. So we're relying on the migrants coming in. So if you're an Islamic fundamentalist, you're looking at the world. You see the Western world, which has caused so many problems for, the as you say, the last 500 years, that's in decline. Meanwhile, you're on a bit of a roll. You beat the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. You've beaten the United States in Iraq. Now you're pushing the Americans out of Afghanistan as well. And this is a debate that's going on within the Taliban. Remember, the Taliban were not defeated by America. They are now negotiating with the Americans. And they have the upper hand. And they have the upper hand. As they say in Afghanistan, you Westerners have the watches, but we have the time. In other words, we're not up against a November deadline. We can drag this out for another two years, another 20 years. Uh, time is on our side. And so we see President Trump, who's anxious to get out, doing a deal with the Taliban, America's nominally America's enemy, but negotiating with the Taliban, we end up then with this agreement that's just been signed. These are negotiations that have gone up and down. It's interesting that there were negotiations around September of last year, 2019, but they were stalled because the Taliban killed American soldiers. So even now, the negotiations with this peace deal, or whatever you want to call it, American withdrawal deal, Even that could still be disrupted by real hardliners in the Taliban who said, no, we've got to rub the Americans' noses in it. Let's just keep them fighting here. So you've got this sense of combat fatigue, but you've got others who are saying, no, we're, we're fighting a good struggle here. So the deal that has just been signed says that you will see the withdrawal of American and international forces from Afghanistan, The new Taliban government or whoever takes over in Afghanistan, remember we already have an established government in Kabul, but the president of Afghanistan is basically just the mayor of Kabul. The Taliban control much of the countryside. So the agreement is that the foreign forces leave. The Americans have got the largest single contingent, 12,000 troops and 11,000 civilian contractors. A lot of people are making a lot of money in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. all these contractors. You go to Afghanistan, it's high risk, but you can make a lot of money. So they get withdrawn. By the same token, the Taliban agree that they would not allow the Al-Qaeda, or now Islamic State, to set up in Afghanistan and become a um, a new um, springboard for attacks against the West, and they will then also carry out negotiations with the government in Kabul on some sort of long-term settlement. But from an American point of view, it'll be off the front pages. And so Americans will forget about it. Trump will say, I've got the troops out, which will be true. He would have done. He would have got the troops out, and that'll give him something to campaign on in November.
0: So that that's all well and good, though, Keith, but then nothing is negotiated in terms of human rights or, you know, none of those. There's no conditions about the way they should treat their people.
1: Exactly. And, of course, the fear for many people is if the Taliban do take over control again, we'll go back to where we were in the uh, 1980s, 1990s, where they have strict control over women. Their attitude is that a, a, a woman should not be allowed out of the house on her own. If she does travel, she's got to have her face covered. And basically the woman is subservient to the husband or the father or to her oldest son.
0: And But then do they th- see that working longer term, though, when they see, as you say, the way of the world? It is still progressing, like progressive countries that were backwards, what we would classify as backwards, are now, everyone is progressing. Even North Korea is progressing in some regards. Oh, like,
1: you're such an optimist, Kate. No, I love no, you. No,
0: know. I know. that <laughs> but I'm just trying to put this point forward, yeah. though. Don't you think that in some way they might go, we want to we make this um, old school religious state, mm. but we are making admissions that women, for example, will add to our country in a way that, you know, we didn't maybe understand before. Or they've taken something on board. Yeah. No?
1: <laughs> well, you're being optimistic. I'm a realist and we know how badly the Taliban behaved before and I don't trust them. I don't trust politicians generally, yeah. they be, be they Taliban or whatever. So you're you're right. There is a trend in some parts of the world towards a more progressive role, including, of course, greater equality for women to take part in society But at the same time, you've got other parts of the world with growing populations that are much more conservative and which will resist the imposition of Western values. And we see that even to immediately to our north in Indonesia where you have fundamentalist Islamic groups operating there. You see it also in Malaysia. Malaysia is, you know, we would like to think of as a modern industrialized state, but you've also got conservative Islamic figures.
0: Mm. Well, so I guess this is a watch this space type of scenario.
1: Absolutely. This could be a real boost for President Trump's re-election or, on the other hand, he could just fall apart in further chaos.
0: Presumably this does not have bipartisan support or does it?
1: Oh, it does. It certainly has support from the Democrats. And Remember, what's been interesting in the Democrat primaries is no one's been talking about foreign policy. They're all talking about economic stuff. Uh, so I think that Trump will be supported in this move if a treaty were to come before Congress.
0: As always, eye-opening, Keith. Thank you. Global Truths was presented by Dr Keith Souter and me, Kate Mack. Produced by Matt Dwyer. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.